Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm joined by the uh, the weary traveller that is Luke Kamali. Hello, I've returned from my jaunts. You are just one big holiday. I am, aren't I? Did uh, that woman who used to sing pop hits about from the 1980s sing a song called Holiday about you? What's her name? Madonna. 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, Jesus, Alex. That's quite, yeah. that's quite a big uh, one. I am, I am tired. And what do you mean she it. used to sing pop hits? She's well, still... Before she got strangled. No, huh? I would say she just sings at the minute. <laughs> I wouldn't even go that far necessarily. Mm. But And falls over. True. Mm. That was funny. So you could have gone up to her and said, how was your trip? Don't laugh. Her, at, yes. Don't laugh at a pensioner falling over. No, I'm... How old is Madonna? I don't know. No, I checked it the other day. Like, have a guess, both of you, right now. 59. How, uh, Go on, you use the mentality from uh, 58. Alex wins. <laughs> what? Yes. She's 56. Oh, yes. that's such a that's prices right mentality right there. You, would you? Uh, would I? Um, let me just go to Google uh, Images. Have you seen what her arms? <laughs> her arms are quite withered. She looks <laughs> like um, beef jerky that's been in a window too long. <laughs> I think I've never seen beef jerky that's been in the window. Too long. Look uh, at Madonna. <laughs> you want to go down to in High Street, mate? Really? It's all been there too long. It's all Just been like there. Madonna hanging in the window. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, it was some halal jerky. Oh, good. So what's the age difference between her and Guy Ritchie? Uh, all right, let's see. Demi Moore. You're going to ask Ash- me to do quick maths here. Demi Moore and Ashton um, Kutcher was 12 well, it's years. Well, not too much. It's, it's 10 years. Okay. That's not that much at all. Fair enough. Anyway, no. you are Daniel Creeper. Yep. Uh, and this week we're going to talk about lots of oh, lots of exciting things. <laughs> Just yeah. too many things. Too Can't, many things. Too I'm so excited. Excitement. But first, obviously, this week Nintendo has announced that they're partnering with Universal Studios to bring Nintendo-themed attractions to many of their theme parks around the world. Mm. Which got us thinking: not which Nintendo attractions we want to see, because that's kind of that's obvious. That's obvious, right? But which games and movie characters? Would you like to see have their own attractions that haven't got their own attractions already? Mm. That's, the mm. That's the headline of this video. <laughs> Good. I can't wait to see that represented in tweet form. <laughs> yeah, they're 460 characters. Good. Daniel. Well, mine's kind of ripping off yours. I think yours should go... Do you want me to go first? I think you should go first, yes. Well, uh, Star Wars, obviously... Yeah, but um, that's going to be happening. That is going to be happening. And there's also there's already a Star Wars ride in um, what do they call it now? They call it like Disney Star Studios. Wars. Yeah, like the Disney Studios theme park. It used to be called MGM Studios when I was a kid. It's Star a, Wars, um, yeah. It's a Paris it's as well. Paris as well, yeah. yeah. What's the ride? Um, it's Star really Tours. old. Yeah, it's really old. The tech. I went on yeah. it last time I went to Disney, which was I don't know two years ago. Yeah, and you kind of sit in a shuttle that's got R2-D2 and C-3PO doing the VO and you kind of fly through space. But it's one of those big things that you just kind of get thrown around. Motion simulator. Uh, and it was really hot. And it I think it went jerky. to Japan as well. Right. But it's quite cool. Like the air is because there's a section of the part that's kind of a Star Wars theme. There's like an out, so it's more exciting because of so that. Because I've been, to, I've been to two actually. Went, really? to, went to the one in Florida. That's got the out outside. The one in Disneyland, that's got an X-Wing. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. Spread, yeah. Spreading them out, so so that's that's taken for granted. So that's done, okay. But my other love, uh, of my family, obviously. Yeah, uh, you, can't, would, you can't make them into a theme park. That'd well, be a bit weird, they're not mass appeal. Uh, just my family sitting there and me charging for people to look at them to have a ride. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, a bit, it's all going a bit Fritzel. That's a bit weird. Yes. yes. Um, Batman. Look, yes. Good family man, the Fritzel, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Yes. I love this family. Too much of anything. Too much. To get into the theme park, you have to lift up the bed and there's a little secret passage. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So many things I'm not going to say right now. Uh, Batman is my other passion. Now, obviously, there are some Batman rides already. Uh, there's one in Six Flags in the US of A. Uh, but it's kind of basically a branded roller, co- like, yeah. roller coaster. Mm, yeah. um, whereas the thing I love about Disney is, coming back to the point you made about Star Tours, it's the whole theming of it and making it feel like it's an experience rather than, you know, there's the ride queue for two yeah. hours to get to it. Because it's similar. There's a Warner Brothers park in Madrid and it's got one or two Batman attractions. But if you were doing a whole Batman theme yeah. park, what would be your main areas? I think I might know a couple. Well, so you'd want the whole thing to kind of feel like a rundown kind of Gotham. And you're walking along, in the same way you walk along um, the Main Street in Disney. Uh, Main Street, USA. Right. But here... People try and take your wallet and like, <laughs> shoot you down and stuff like so that. So basically, yeah. clap them. <laughs> like, Would you go into a back alley and have a picture with a pearl necklace <laughs> belonging to Martha Wayne <laughs> with Joe Chill standing there? <sighs> that was a good photo opportunity. If you go like, imagine if there's like a little yes. road off, everyone just pausing where Batman's parents died <laughs> with, their, cor- with their corpses. Could, uh, that would be quite funny. That you go in, and there's a you know cinema you can go in, and when you come out, your parents get shot. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah, quite quite a traumatizing <laughs> thing. There's um, there's um, my um, cousin and his um, son are playing the Arkham games together. Right. So the, you know we talked about whether age appropriate games, but you know he's enjoying them and he's playing with his son and um, he's. I think it's pitched just right the way they play them together. And there's a bit where I think in Arkham City you can find Crime Alley. And as Batman, there's a button prompt that says mourn or something like that. You press the A button and he kind of kneels down. And my cousin's, um, my little nephew thinks it's hilarious because it looks like Batman's having a poo. (laughs) (laughs) How old is your cousin? And my cousin's son is uh, seven. He's 19. (laughs) He's playing Batman. Yeah. Oh, isn't that that's pretty hardcore <laughs> yeah well but he's, he's he's owning it but he does think Batman's having a poo so I think he's, his okay. interpretation of the game is quite different right. <laughs> so it would seem um, yeah. but yeah so we've done the main that's how you end so that, that's the, the kind of main sort of Gotham bit you would have obviously Arkham Asylum as your sort of uh, haunted house yeah mm-hmm. um, but obviously more psychological and Scarecrow could kind of factor into that that'd be great would you have house. people in costumes as well yes of yeah. course You'd want, you want the whole meet and greet stuff yeah like and a parade because people would say you'd have Reggie oh. so that was one. the thing like in the original in Burton's original Batman you had the whole parade that would be amazing without the kind of killer gas I would suggest <laughs> It depends. Some of the food in these theme parks is awful. That is true. This is, um, but it's, it's so easy to like map this and flesh it out into bigger ideas. Yeah. Um, for instance, like, I guess instead of Cinderella's castle, you'd have Wayne Mansion. Wayne Manor. Yeah. And below but it. Then, but that's the thing. But you've got to find it. It's not obvious. You've got to walk around and then you lean against something and then the bookcase opens and you go down <laughs> Those to the people go, I've never been to the Batcave. <laughs> come, fi- come find it, mate. Come but how find- cool would that and be? And would be great to go down there and then you could get onto like a Batmobile ride. Yeah. Oh, this is what like they do really well in America is um, themed queuing. So queuing in itself yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. boring because the queues are huge. Yeah. Even with the advent of fast travel, uh, fast track, you queue for ages. But they make queuing interesting. So if you queue for the like Batmobile ride, you'd be queuing through important areas of Wayne Mansion, yeah. which would be great. And like imagine like you're walking through there and you've got the giant T Rex that's under there and all that. Like kind all of the stuff. terminals to read and yeah, like case files, which basically. The queuing areas are like filled with Easter eggs for you to kind of like point out and like yeah, bide yeah, your yeah. time. Yeah, and like yeah, you've got like Oracle briefing you on the mission that's coming up and stuff like that. That would be like really really cool. Any other areas? Uh, well, it's just it's kind of more variants of the theme, right? Because you've got the um, oh, my mind's gone blank. What's the one that flies through the sky that's not the Batmobile? Batwing. Batwing. Thank there you. you. Go. <laughs> 
<laughs> my brain. <laughs> my God, Alex. <laughs> I have I've not had a full night's sleep now for over, oh, almost two months. Much like much like Batman. <laughs> yeah, much like, it's, it's the I didn't best say way. Why. That's why I'm out <laughs> fighting crime on the streets of Birkenshaw and trying to secure a deal <laughs> with Disney. Just um, um, Also, Batboat, you could do like the Jungle Cruise. And Batman, Batman's there. Auntie left. There's an elephant. An alligator. Quite, quite good because in Batman that. Returns, the zoo is where the penguin hunter hides out. Mm. So you could have some like creepy stuff going on there. Penguins. And you'd also poison ivy, a botanical garden. There you go. Diamonds from Mr. Freeze. Well, I was going to say Mr. Freeze ice, ice skate. hotel. Ice skating. No, that's, that's rubbish. But that actually, you remember that? that happens in the film. Little Still. ice skates pop out of George Clooney's boots. Oh, yeah, and it's time to that. Like, basically an ice hockey sequence in a Batman movie. Yeah. What? what? This happened. Yeah. <laughs> it actually happened. But so the, oh, but the biggest problem with it is, is that you'd want it to feel quite dark. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, Only open at night. <laughs> but imagine that when the lights go down, you've got the bat. Well, that's signal. the thing. Like oh, I've been to the whole kind that's of. That's the firework display. Ends with yeah, 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 the, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but a display. I like that when. But like, well, this one do... goes around the park. You could have the fight with a. Uh, Hopefully, doesn't uh, crash. Razal Gul on top. Yeah, always like... crashing at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, at least ten families are guaranteed to die at the end of every um, day at the park. But, see, the, the problem with this theme park is a little bit like the Thunderdome. Is that you know two people enter and one leaves because <laughs> they're either shot by coming out the cinema or they die. Come to Batman crash. World. You'll leave an orphan. <laughs> yes. It's authentic. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so what's your idea of riffing so off of that? Riffing off that is uh, maybe a, a maybe downsize the Batman area just to ensure more um, kids leave with both parents. Okay. Um, or are still a functioning family unit. So DC World. And Gotham would be, you know, the way the kind of uh, magical kingdom is structured. You go yep. in down the main street and then it's a sequence of different mini parks mm. from um, the jungle world to kind of um, all the way up inside the Tomorrowland area. Yep. So, yeah, Gotham would be one of them. Another one would be like a Superman theory, themed area where you could have the Fortress of Solitude. You could have a Daily Planet sort of area where you could have like a, a theme ride in there, kind of like a motion coaster. Yeah. Um, and then what they're called, motion coasters. Well, if you go to Islands of Adventure in Universal Studios in Florida, they have an amazing Spider-Man ride. I'm sure it's dated a bit now, yeah. but it's like a motion coaster. So it's like um, Star Tours, yeah. but it's also moves around as well. Oh, uh, okay. And it's you wear 3D glasses. So for okay. instance, you're in this like capsule, this little car, and Spider-Man will land on the front of the bonnet. And as he lands, the thing tips forward. So right. it gives the illusion of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in 3D and he's like, I need your help. Right. And there's like the scenery moves around you. So like you'll fall off the side of the building and Spider-Man, the perspective will change. Yeah. So it feels like you're falling downwards and Spider-Man will catch you and there's like heat effects. So it's really cool. Yeah. So it's a bit more immersive than just pop on your 3D specs sort right. of thing. Okay. So you could have that for a sp Superman experience. I think it'd be great because yeah. you could get cold when you go to the... Yeah. Um, Arctic and then you can just extend it and you know like when you get into the space area of Magical Kingdom you can have like Green Lantern stuff more cosmic yep. stuff cyborg for technology and you could even have a water park which is Atlantis for Aquaman nice that's see, nice you've got to think about your water park that's nice yeah see that's one thing that Disneyland Paris doesn't have water parks are great like there's um, Blizzard Beach in I'm just telling you about my holiday now uh, Blizzard Beach <laughs> where it's like um, it's like a ski resort in Florida yeah. so yeah. good I, there's a good water park in Gran Canaria where I go often. 
What's that got to do with... <laughs> I thought one about water parks. We want about water parks. That's point two. Yeah, I thought there was water parks. Right, so we've done two kind of movie comic related. Yes. Um, Luke, what have you got? Well, so I was going to bring up... I had two options because I'm greedy, but one was... Uh, a while ago we covered, and I don't know what's happened to it, I tried to find it, a, a World of Warcraft theme park that was opened in China. Ah, but illegal. The Chinese have taken down your story. But this it. the thing, it was illegal, and so there was never any notice of whether it was kind of copyright. You know what it's called? It's called World Joyland. There you go, it's called World Joyland. It's in Changzhou. So there you go. And it's um, it's but anyway that exists. It kind of riffs on that. Riffs on that. Well, it riffs on that in Starcraft. But I think there's a huge potential there for an actual real Warcraft um, theme park. What, I think that'd be awesome. What would be different between the fake Warcraft theme park and the real Warcraft? It Apart from the a little seal. trademark after the <laughs> yeah, exactly, would have a seal of approval. Um, I just think there's they've got so much lore and so many different animals because there it's kind of actually just. Basically, what they've done is they've made a fantasy. They've wanted to make kind of a fantasy theme park yeah. and couldn't be bothered to come up with their own design. So they just Google image You know, what does an elf look like? Oh, well, you know what? This is a coherent design. Let's just place this on everything. So that's one of them, whatever. But I think the real one that I'd want to do is in the Final Fantasy games, there is a, like an area called the Gold Saucer area. And it's kind of like, it's really bright and shiny. It's kind of like what you imagine, you know, downtown Tokyo to be like, you know, with all these lights flashing right. everywhere. So neon. Yeah, basically. Sorry, when you just said the Gold Saucer, I had a mi- uh, vision <laughs> of giant like saucer. It's yeah. very sparkly. There you go. But not neony. No, no, it's it's okay. neony. It should be called the oh, neony saucer. Okay. Um, and there's lots of cool stuff there. There's lots of gambling there, really. But um, there's so roller coasters. Just, I, think, I think you're describing Vegas. I, see, this is the thing. But Final Fantasy themed. Okay. Think okay. of it, friends. And That's you why can, if you go to Vegas, is why I know there's loads of themed slot machines. There's a slot machine for anything you like. I wouldn't be surprised if there was. They just license it. There's like right. Beetlejuice slot machines. Well, because there's yeah. a the, like one of the big things in the game is you race chocobos around it. Ostrich racing, exactly. Or I was going to say chickens with steroids, but I like your. You idea know what more. happens when you genetically modify animals? Yeah, there's a film coming out about this very thing. This good things. Um, so I think that'd be fun. See, that is the other thing. A proper Jurassic Park. Yeah, there's a yeah. section in Universal Studios which is pretty good. So I don't o- think that's that ever opened, gone well, though, has it? That opened very shortly after I last went there. It's really good. Is there's it? a visitor centre. Also, you can get um, American um, turkey legs, <laughs> and which they sell them. like, oh, you can eat a dinosaur leg. <laughs> uh, they don't say it like that. It's in an American <laughs> accent. Yeah. Similar thing. And I had one as a kid. It's huge, but I had braces at the time. I spent all afternoon picking turkey out of my brace. <laughs> what a nice so story. awful. That is a good story. But both my but parents like survived for a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, butter beer. Which I've never actually tried. You've been. It's like, oh, that, so that's the one, the one in, in Yeah, it's the one in London, which is basically, it's kind of a, a museum tour of all the... Right. Basically, um, they took a lot props. of the stuff they used from... Yeah, the and it's like, they shot some of it there as well. So it's basically a soundstage they've modded into a, right. a as museum. As opposed to... Um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which is actually a fully fledged theme Why don't park. we get that? How can the I Americans know. get that? We, know. Know. we almost got the Warner Brothers part that's in Madrid. They almost built it in West London, far West London, like Ryslip. And then they thought, no, build it, build it in Madrid. That's gone well for you, Madrid? I'm sure it has Ryslip? Been good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's sh- actually, I haven't been to Alton Towers for a very long time, but I know uh, I, <clears throat> I was looking last year. That's because they've opened a CBBC world there. Oh. Not quite the same. No. That's kind of my, my yeah, level, if I'm honest. I was doing some um, research, and they were um, um, King Abdullah 
the second of Jordan is spending one point five billion to build a Star Trek theme park. Apparently, what so is that? This is, was from that couple, this article was from a couple of years ago, so I'm not sure how that's getting on. Is yeah. that licensed? Um, no. I think it looks like it is. So, yeah. Good luck, King Abdullah, II of so, Jordan. So, Batman, DC, Final Fantasy. Mm. Yeah. So, don't forget. Uh, you can let us know which uh, theme parks you would like to create. How do they let us know, Dan? IGN underscore UK feedback, IGN.com. You got it. Next up, the good things that have happened this week. And, uh, well, Nintendo has done a bunch of stuff. They have. Around Splatoon. They have. They had a Nintendo Direct this week, which was very exciting. I think the most exciting bit to come out of it is there is a beta, or a beta, depending mm. how you want to You can say. play the game yourself. You can, this very weekend. Yes. Um, so there should be a beta. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so you should public service. So you should be able to download, um, download it now. There's only set hours that you can do it. Um, and you need to have a look at on the site to find out when they are. But it is it kicked off on can't Saturday. Remember. Because uh, you pretty much. How do you actually get the demo? So you just down. It's available now from the Wii U e shop. Okay. But um, Wii U e shop. Wii U e shop. Easy, easy. Wii U. Basically, it'll just work in certain times. Good job in French. Others. I know. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's pretty much. That's kind of the main direct news. There wasn't really anything else that was too exciting, other than we learnt more about how the amiibo work with it because we've heard about them before they unlock challenges and if you complete the challenges then you get to unlock three mini games involving mm. uh, like that look very retro and have kind of it's a nezzy feel to them they're better of investment the amiibo you, you unlock some in all your games pretty yeah. much oh also the only other thing is that they've promised like DLC in the future Right, you know, like a free DLC as well, which is good. So new maps, rotations, and all of this. Okay. So they do sound quite committed to it, which is always nice. So on the topic of Amiibo, obviously this week it was announced that <coughs> Disney Infinity Three is coming out, mm-hmm. Star Wars. How do you think that Amiibo will kind of coexist? Because you can do a lot more <coughs> with Amiibo than you can. No, sorry, a lot more with Infinity characters. I you put them on, then they actually appear in the game. Yeah. Compared mm. to Amiibo. Well, it depends right? how you look at it. Because yeah. Amiibo surely give more uh, functionality. Unlock yeah. stuff across a variety of games. And I imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. it won't be long before there might be a game that integrate them in a bigger way. Yeah. For instance, say they bring out Nintendo Land 2, yeah. and they the ones you have are your advertising. I'm sure they're building towards something. Yeah. Like was, a, a game that incorporates them in a, another way. I was kind of amazed that they didn't use them like that in um, Mario Party 10. Like, you know, you, even if it's just as simple as you put it in and that's your figure or something. Well, I almost wonder whether the development of this thing's later than the current yeah. development cycle yeah. on some of these games. So if you like the next version of these games, they might be the more kind of um, root level. Yeah. Whereas now with a kind of, to extend the tree metaphor, mid-branch. Right. What, like how many more have they got to go? Like obviously, you, you look at Marvel's no, universe. No, se- 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 they're already on the second wave of Mario. Yeah. yeah. They'll do multiple waves, like different poses. And I'm, Goth like, Mario. nobody here is really kind of like properly mad about it. We've, I've got two. I think they're really good looking figures. They and they're, they're really, really well, well done. Rory um, has the Link one. Right, I know he, he Link's one of the worst ones. I've got that one as well because he's got that little prop keeping him but, upright. But he bought he like... bought the Link one for no apparent reason because he. <laughs> that's that, the thing. They're quite at that time he didn't. Even, but exactly, so that's the thing. At that stage, he didn't even have. He doesn't have a Wii U, and he didn't have, I think, an XL so or a new 3DS yeah. rather. So he couldn't use it with that. He just wanted it because it looked cool. Yeah, because there's a, a relatively you know? you know absence of decent Nintendo merch mm. around. So the they're Disney good. Infinity figures are really good. Yeah. Really, so really good. Um, I hope. 
I interviewed I interviewed I reviewed Disney Infinity last year and I didn't I thought the game was a bit um well actually very inferior to the game yeah. that came out the year beforehand Disney Inferior they Disney should have called inferior. it Nice. Terrible marketing. <laughs> they should have done that. I'm sorry, guys. We're just going. We're <laughs> yeah. going to say just it. Just holding our hands up. Here. Say it. Um, this year, Disney Superior. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like they've probably looked at review scores, Mr. Critic, and gone. Mr. Critic. Is that Alan? No. You can't. Not again. Although they probably was already in development. They've got some bigger development teams involved. Ninja Theory, Sumo. Yeah. I think they might have done bits sets. and bobs here and there before, but it's cool. Star Wars, and yeah. there, you know, there is actually some like prequel era stuff. The first time that's yes. really been mentioned since Disney like took over that they've kind of really pushed that version of Anakin, right? Because they did um, kind of distance themselves a bit, didn't they? Well, they just weren't. They were just with this new trilogy. I think really tapping into the magic of the original trilogy because mm. I feel like they think as an overall experience that's why people didn't like the prequels. I think they're in, again. This is my hypothesis I think they think the prequels didn't go down so well because they undermine what people love about the originals you love Luke you love Han you love Leia you I love Chewbacca that. and then suddenly you had three films which said they're not that important yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's more about this one person than you yeah there? Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> on the topic of Star Wars uh, this Monday it was May the 4th Star Wars there, as it's now been called. Uh, I'm a big fan of Star Wars. I must admit, I, like I found the whole thing a little bit painful. I felt like this year was really a lot. Yeah. A lot. Like, oh, I've got my biggest issue with the Star Wars UK official account. Right. Um, <laughs> did you see this? No. Some madman went loose on it. What? Um, tweeting all day um, to various... Um, British celebrities going, Happy Star Wars Day, Vernon Kay. What are you doing? Please tell us. Happy Star Wars Day, Gary <laughs> Barler. What are you doing? Please tell <laughs> oh us. God. And just that all afternoon, I was like, What has happened? Well, I don't care what Vernon Kay's doing yeah. to celebrate Star Wars Day. I hated just the fact how every brand decided to yeah. jump on it. Like, Walker's tweeted a picture of Smoky Bacon saying, The bacon is strong with this one. Well, it's funny you should say that because there is a section on this week's uh, Rebel Base where we talk... Exactly. Oh, really? That. Well, there you go. So you should check out Rebel Base. But, you know, some exciting news. <laughs> it's awful. We found out that uh, Gwendolyn Christie is Captain Phasma, which we kind of thought anyway. Yeah, which I think I'm quite excited about. I've decided. Why are you excited about it? Uh, because I think she's awesome. And I, I'm glad. That we always knew that she was going to be... Well, we kind of knew she was a villain, right? No. I did. Well, I, I, mean, I would have liked I, her really to be... I not know that much about her at all. So I would have liked her to be a villain. I think she could really pull that off. And well, sim- we don't know We, we don't know if she, Captain Phasma is a villain. True. Or but it, from that outfit, it looks like she's going to be involved in some, you know, um, combat situations, which I'm excited mm. by, because I think Such she's insight. badass. <laughs> no, I'm... <laughs> a I, massive I, gun. Might be involved in combat. Look, Might be. She's very shiny. What I'm saying is relevant. I believe. Oh, bet she was a nightmare to shoot, though. Oh, oh. JJ, she cameras in her the chest. In her chest. Oh, JJ, we have problems with the reflections off this telly. Imagine what that must be. Like, DP's just there going. Honestly, you could not have just gone with the white scenes. bloody stormtrooper, JJ. <laughs> Matt, yeah, I've got this idea for an alien. What is it? Is it a mirror? <laughs> well, a little mirror alien. I love yeah. it. Also, uh, we found out that Adam Driver is indeed uh, Kylo Ren. He is. Or Which, Milo Ken, again, so everyone, everyone how, thought. How did everyone react to that? Because I, I, so this was when I was away, and so I wasn't like looking at it or anything. Right. Um, and then when it, I came, and I saw him, and I was like, 
ah, I kind of forgot you were in it. And my, my reaction was, <laughs> is that what you're looking for? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he's quite, uh, you know, he's. I, I think I was in that uh, no reaction because I always thought he was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I'll have his mask on for a lot of it. Uh, but I do like the, obviously it all came out from the latest issue of Variety with a big cover shoot from wasn't, Annie Leibovitz. Wasn't it Vanity Fair? Yes, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Anyway, um, but obviously the picture of um, Captain Phasma <clears throat> standing in front of a burning building. Mm. So you would think that there has been some combat. Again, there. again maybe an allusion to um, New Hope, burning people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, but the thing I loved about the uh, Kylo spoilers. Ren stuff was the snowtroopers in the background mm. and I said this on Rebel Base and I'm going to say it again here because Gav poo-pooed it it looks Beard. like they are they're not just white stormtroopers on Hoth which they look like they've got adaptive camouflage or something like that they're kind of blending in it let's have a look and Gav was like ah, it's just because they want the photo to kind of focus more on the bad dude at the front but I'm like I don't know <laughs> you never know no, I'm not sure. Oh. I do love the design there. Mm. Why don't you just, just marry wave? Well, I can see, I can definitely see what you're saying. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm just saying well, I'm not sure, but I can definitely. I think see that interpretation. Well, I'm. I'm excited. I thought Adam Driver. He's in. He's known for girls, right? Yes. Anything else? The TV show. He was in yeah, the yeah. U.S. Marines. So he's hard. Was he actually in the yeah. Marines? Yeah. Really? So active service. I think, I think he's really, really what? good. Adam in, Driver in girls. Um, <laughs> you don't want to believe me. <laughs> no, see, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen girls, and I just kind of assumed. Shortly that- after the September 11th attacks, Driver joined the United States Marine Corps. He served for two years and eight months before suffering an injury while mountain biking. Oh yeah, were you? And was medically discharged before he could deploy to Iraq. Or so he didn't see service. Oh, so and then he, t- then he went to Juilliard. Oh, uh, so um, as you do. He texted him. But no, the, I kind of thought that he was just um, a bit wimpy in girls, and so I was like, when they cast, well, he's him, acting. No, he's properly nuts. Is he? <laughs> yeah. And girls, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen girls. So. And he's properly, like, kind of stacked as well. Oh. Yeah. So you're making assumptions. You've not seen it, but you're kind of saying, oh, yeah, he's like that. You haven't seen it. Well, well also, a- I should point out, he's an actor. And you know yeah. what? <laughs> and now I am doubly surprised and rejoiced. I for- think he'll make a great bad guy. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I really do. Do I we like, reckon, I, I, do we reckon I, Kylo Ren will survive that film? I would hope so. I don't think they would repeat the Darth Maul move. Yeah, because that, that you, was you, a mistake. Like, you, you set- also, yeah, I think they'll set him up for a, a bit. He's, he's what, going to be a more important antagonist than. Surely that's what worked so well also about we thought, Vader, right? As well, like the fact that you have you have three, you get to know them and see. Yeah, it's the, a proper character. Yeah, like, and it's a longer journey. But that's, yeah. like you were saying, there is uh, a rumor that he might be um, collecting um, memorabilia belonging to Darth Vader, like artifacts, and almost position himself as like the second coming of I Vader. I said he was related to potentially related. There's also various fan theories. We did a, a feature that went live on May the 4th about like the, the various, what various editors think might happen in The Force Awakens. And one theory, spoiler, might not even be a spoiler, is that there'll be some kind of kinship between mm. Kylo Ren and another, like one of the good characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, that's a bit Vader Luke, yeah. but these are the chosen generation and there are many of them left. Well, you definitely, or what I would like to see from the trilogy as a whole is that you've got these characters that grow and grow and become more established, yeah. but there is something happening underneath that you yeah. don't discover until the second or third yeah. film. That would be... And I think that's what, how 
Abrams will use the original cast. It's yeah. like a framing device, as mm. old Ben was in the original. Yeah. And some of them might not make it, but there'll be a presence throughout all three. It's not just set up. It's not like Lennon Nimoy in Star Trek, yeah. where it was more like a, oh, he, it'll be more it's substantial. Him. It'll be more integral to the story they're telling. Do you think he's got the balls to kill off any of the original characters? Absolutely. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah. I think it'll happen. Part in, of me thinks that the, the original characters wouldn't want to be in all three anyway, would they? Um, I'm sure some of them would. I bet Harrison Ford didn't want to be in any of them. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford was like, I'll come back if you kill me off. Yeah, yeah, I wonder who'll die. It'll happen. Mm. It'll be Um, sad. Also, I think it came out over the weekend. Obviously, last week, on last week's podcast, we spoke about uh, Jared Leto's new Joker look uh, and how it's kind of split opinion. But then um, David Ayer revealed the entire Suicide Squad. Yeah. And also, if you put together all his Instagrams and print them off, it's actually a flip book of the entire movie at this point. <laughs> you do feel like, God, this movie's not out for no, quite I've, a long time. I, I'm not, I, I have seen like a lot. Yeah, I think part of it is, I think it, part of it might be intentional strategy that this is a thing that is not that well known outside of mm-hmm. comic book circles. And yeah. there's, a, there's a degree of... Um, consciousness raising like awareness raising around who these people are who these characters are what the hell it is yeah. the fact that they're all imprisoned and to get freedom they have to go on these like special ops yeah. to be let out of the prison they keep adding in. to the cast list though don't they as well like at yeah, a well, terrifying rate yeah so well, the, I'm, the more and more characters in it it more feels like it's going to be like a, almost a kind of an X-Men style movie mm, yeah um, so do you want to know who's in it they released a picture it has Slipknot Captain Boomerang Enchantress Katana Rick Flag, Deadshot Harley Quinn El Diablo and Killer Croc yeah so the kind of two standout characters for me are obviously Harley Quinn mm-hmm. yeah. who I think she looks great uh, yep again it's got that literalism of her phrases she's got the choker that says pudding yeah and I think she has some tattoos that you can't quite make out yeah um, I don't know what that'll be um, but then obviously Killer Croc and again, we spoke about Killer Croc and we uh, kind of looked at some of the potential mock-ups. Mm. He looks a lot like the Arkham, uh, the Arkham. Uh, Asylum Killer Croc. Yeah. Uh, First thought, one, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not convinced, <clears throat> if I'm honest. Not just about that, but about the whole thing. Um, it's just they look so generic. And Will Smith, oh my God, if there is ever a more disinterested person in one of the official photos, I'd like to see it. He, look, the thing is, they led with that, obviously, to go, hey, it's Will Smith, but the mask, the actual mask, not the fake mask yeah. that was on set, yeah. it actually looks all right. Yeah. And um, it's Killer Croc, if you haven't seen it. Maybe. Um, <laughs> he does, like, Killer Croc is a bit weird in that initial photograph. He, I, I, the, the image I just showed Alex and Luke is a picture of one of um, the characters from the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah. And one of the Cooper Troopers. And it just, I wasn't that sold on it. Like yeah. some of the other pictures, like, again, it's not on camera. You don't know if they're going to augment it. Mm. It looks better in some other pictures. But just first of all, I just didn't really like it. I, I, very... I, I So I understand the point of like trying to get people on board with Suicide Squad, get you know familiar with people. But for me right now, it's like less is more. Just stop talking about it. Let's let me see that stuff in action and then yeah le- I'm kind of happy to wait for it it looks a bit like weird expendables yes <laughs> like eccentric expendables yeah. like Jai Courtney and that it looks like a like a bit of a chav with a leather jacket on and it's just I don't know it looks a bit like all like Tana and Enchantress who, who's Cora Delevingne I yeah. just think the look is just well, a bit Cora Delevingne is an interesting choice as she well she looks like she should be in Beetlejuice yeah <laughs> 
Winona Ryder, yeah. Yes. Carl uh, mm, Delevingne's an interesting choice. It for just this. looks. I don't think there's anything particularly clever about any of the designs, no. really. No. And um, they're just a bit. We had a conversation on side. They look a bit nineties, like yeah. the kind of that early superhero, yeah. where it's just. So if you work under the premise that maybe because of such a big cast, it might be like X-Men, for example, who do you... It has put, to be an ensemble piece, so who's, yeah. Who do you reckon will be... Because, you know, that kind of pivoted around Wolverine, right? And, yeah. and Rogue in the first one. Who do you think will be the... Presumably well, Harlequin and Joker, maybe? Well, or? Joker's not here. Joker, I think, would be maybe something they have to go rescue or something like almost like an antagonist well, this is, well, they, want it, they would want it to be Rick Flagg the fact that it's being played by Joel Kinnaman and not Tom Hardy mm. makes you raise that question yeah. if it was Tom Hardy in that picture yeah, you yeah. would definitely say Tom Hardy yeah. Yeah. and that changes your perception so going on that basis Rick Flagg is the leader of the group okay. Yeah, I think it will have to be him whereas because they don't have that triple yeah. A star I think that's a bit harder to get around and obviously Will Smith like yeah. yes his mm. career's tailed off to a degree he's still Will Smith it's still a big draw yeah um, but you're, you're absolutely right I would probably be a whole lot more excited if Tom Hardy was standing I'm kind of glad picture. Tom Hardy's not in especially when he said earlier in the week he'd like to be Frank Castle yeah which is fantastic yeah so that's the good stuff that happened this week yes the bad is that Sony has had some bad news. Yes, yeah, Sony has decided that they are not doing a press conference at Gamescom, which it, we say it's bad news. It's not really. They made the point that because E3 is uh, a week later than usual this year, yep. Gamescom's a week earlier, there's not as much time, and so they they've would... They've also got no games coming out. Well, there's that. I mean, they've dressed it up as the fact is they would literally just be retreading what they've announced at E3, so what's the point? Yeah. But the good news is, instead, in October, they will be at Paris Games Week and will be announcing stuff there. But that's obviously very close to when they would normally the do... The PlayStation Experience, like which is usually December. Later or something Yeah, like so, I mean, what you'd hope, maybe, is they make the announcements at Paris Games Week and then they give people hands-on at uh, the PSX. So is there still, like, consumer show presence for Sony at Gamescom? They haven't said anything yet in terms because of that yet. Because if I was a, a punter mm. and there was no PlayStation present, that's like that's, that's big. a big miss. So uh, what do they show? Well, this is Seriously. the thing. If they've, it, it's comforting in a way that they're not just going to trot out and kind of be like, we've got this and, you know, pull stuff out of their ass. They, you know, they are... I'd turn up to a press conference <laughs> where somebody did that. <laughs> He's very statesman like, isn't he? And it was, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> <laughs> looks looks like a kill zone. Looks like a uh, uh, it's a resistance. It's a resistance. <laughs> That's the thing. So I think I've mentioned before about my daughter watching these Play Doh egg videos that do yeah. Like tens of millions of views. Imagine if it was that. It was just like, like, like the FA Cup. Got, uh, let's have a little rummage round. Oh. <laughs> Open it up from his little bummy. Oh, it's, it's, it's always until done. Let's put that back up for a little bit. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not quite ready. Nah. Yeah. Jesus. I found the PS3 version. We should have chilled that way ages ago. <laughs> so yeah, basically that that's sad news. But it's sad news. It's kind of sad for us, I guess. Well, it's not be there. it means we get to go to Paris in October now. It does. <laughs> I suppose that's yeah. something. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame because just to the extent that Gamescom, they used to like, make some really good announcements, like yeah. smaller games, new games. Well, I maintain yeah. that last year, for me at least, Gamescom was more exciting than E3. Mm. Like, And I really thought that Gamescom was on the track to becoming the big show of the year, more so than E3. Was it because you had your first port knuckle? 
No, I didn't have a pork knuckle. Oh. I just had lots of schnitzel, didn't I? Schnitzel. schnitzel. Without the sauce. Um, without the sauce, obviously. Um, I've got a picture yeah. idea. Like, what we should do for E3, you know, when we live stream all the conferences, mm, yeah. do a second audio track where it's us doing commentary, kind <laughs> of like Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, like Graham Norton. Absolutely get sued. Just get, just get him pissed. Luke's like, he's pulling one out. <laughs> I, see, I wouldn't fancy doing it live because I know that the kind of... Stuff would come out with, yeah. It'd be great awful if we, things that if we ever leave RGN and spin out as kind of interesting. <laughs> that's the sort of thing we can do. Vaguely interesting. Kind, <laughs> kind of rubbish. <laughs> um, good. So yeah, uh, there you go. And then the other really bad news, or good news, depends on... like. McDonald's is bringing Hamburglar back. Now, firstly, do you know who Hamburglar is? I do. You remember him? I do, and I remember Grimace, who is my personal favourite, and Birdo. Birdie. Birdie. But Grimace was my favourite. Oh, Grimace. Grimace was my favourite. They've revamped him as well. So, so, he, so that's looked. the thing. He used to look a little bit like the kid from Mad Magazine. I yeah. I don't know what he's called. yeah. But with like ginger freckles, man. Yeah, but Boy. like with burglar outfits on, so obviously a stripy top, yeah, a mask, and a, a burglar. He was hat. always a good-natured, um, a typical lovable, member of the group. Yeah, he was a lovable rogue. Weren't I would, and if you try to steal my burger, punch him in the face. Weren't they all a little bit? I, I remember because I was quite young when he was around originally, and I remember finding it quite confusing. Like, why is Ronald McDonald, a lovable me. clown. Why, why is he touching me? Why it's is, my birthday. Why is he? Why is he hiding in the ball why, pit naked? Why, why are you ruining my memories? Just oh, imagine that swimming down to the bottom of the ball pit, and there's just a naked clown, and he's just got the white face paint on. That is horrible. Ow. That is. I should be directing the new version of it. This I'm is just saying. From the new recesses PT. of your mind. From the recesses of my memory. M- mind. <laughs> my mind. So, anyway. <laughs> but I was just going to say, I found it weird that there was a clown who was lovable hanging out with Grimace, this purple lump, a flying woman who looked a little bit tricksy, and then a burglar who was evil. I used to like the, the big kind of hamburger dudes who had... The oh, they were good, weren't they? Oh, what, was uh, they good. what was he called? Hamburger head. I don't know. He, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're Count saying. Count Von Patty. I don't know. What? Anyway, the new look Hamburglar. Oh, he's an actual man? Yeah, he's an actual That's man. That's more sinister. No, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, right? He looks That's... really kind of weird. Yeah, I don't like that. It's like they're bringing like, like Christopher Nolan-style grittiness <laughs> to McDonald's. <laughs> They've Nolan'd it. They've exactly. Nolan'd it. They've gone full Nolan. Never go full Nolan. Never go full Nolan. Grimace is like some hideously scarred man. But, like... It's just so weird. So yeah, there he is. Um, he's kind of like a proper. He's really grown bird. up. Is it Jai Courtney? He's getting well, around now Jai he, Courtney. Now it's really terrifying. So there was. Um, do you know what the Hamburglar was um, known as? What? So he emerged in the 1970s. His original design. I think this is the second time he's been redesigned. Okay. When he first appeared, this is ter- he had a long nose. He was old. Had a long nose, grey hair, and was called the Lone Jogger. <laughs> The Lone Jogger. He's known as the Lone Jogger. What? So I think it was Mayor, Mayor McCheese I was thinking of. Oh, uh, yeah, it's Mayor. Yeah, Mayor, Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese. Here he is. <laughs> like, you, I'm going to look up the Lone Jogger. This is the best. And he was he was like an old troll. Um, oh, no, I, I mean, I just, I quite like... I bet people love listening to us Google. Uh, no, I know. Yeah, I liked, I liked Grimace. He was my favourite back in the day. He looked very huggable. It's a bit more creepy, the Lone Jogger. Oh, uh, gosh, that is... Weird. Jog on, Why is he mate? called the lone jogger? I don't know. Always jogs alone. <sighs> Never wonder... jog alone. Never jog alone. You also, wonder why, if you're into fitness, you probably wouldn't steal hamburgers, right? 
Maybe mm. he wants other people to become fit, exactly. so he steals it from them. A personal right. trainer type thing. Um, so yeah, he was. He's also known as the Burger Pilferer. Mm, um, always foiled by Ronald McDonald in McDonald's TV commercials. Oh, there you go. So Ronald and him weren't well on the box art. Ronald one. first name terms. Oh, Ronald. Well, <laughs> if you sat on his face. <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> a whole new meaning to the word ball pit. <laughs> oh my god. I'm I'm enjoying this. This is fun. But anyway, <laughs> the second part of this, which I find absolutely bizarre, is that Time magazine has written a really long piece on why uh, bringing him back makes no sense because stuff that's most they actually wrote this stuff that's most frequently targeted by thieves, like money. Jewelry and cars are stolen because it's high priced. Blah, 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 blah. Stealing hamburgers <laughs> makes no sense because burgers keep their already low value for one two hours tops. It's like, what? Wow. They've like, uh, uh, analyzed it. I know. It's like, I don't think they bought it. Back. It's, it's the like, conclusion, like, really perfect. It's like, to be honest, in this day's um, world, there's economic it's, climate. It's, it's actually no future stealing hamburgers. So um, you probably want to start doing that, mate. And, uh, it's Go back just, to jogging. It's so weird. Go back to jogging. There is a lot of money to be made in personal training. Volume is a questionable motivation here too because the hamburger's method of stashing his burgled burgers (laughs) is in a big sack and he puts them at high risk of losing their structural integrity. This has got to be a piss take. It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Unless it's a real thing in America. I don't know. Maybe that's why they got all the guns. But it's (laughs) it's Time magazine. Yeah. You wouldn't expect them to do like a parody piece. I don't, know. I don't know. So, um, so not in favour of the new look? Maybe. No, but no. we like the character of Hamburglar. In I always find him a bit morally queryable. But mm. I do think, like, if you're going to bring Hamburglar back like that, then surely Ronald McDonald is going to come back like, you know. Batman, like what? Bruce Wayne. I was thinking that. <laughs> like the clown, like, like, clown from it'll, it'll come, it'll come <laughs> back, Yeah, it'll come back like that, or Ledger's Joker. Scary. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I never. Mm. Do you want to know how I got these stores? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, let's move on to feedback. Creeper, you're up uh, first. Yes, uh, first one. Anton Thomas reacts in about in the last week when we we're talking about Dragon Ball. He says Goku will win without a shadow of a doubt. Lol. Yeah. So that was following on from uh, Rory, who is the only person who I know who knows anything about those things, what telling us Dragon Ball what <clears throat> he thinks. Yeah, I have to listen to that. Dragon so, Ball Z. Uh, I've got an email from Rob, or Viking Rob, according to his email. Address. All right, Rob. Calm down, uh, mate. He says, are there any metalheads in the IGN uh, offices? People who like metal, heavy metal music, Luke. What is heavy I'm gonna metal? Go, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> what is heavy metal? <laughs> what is what is metal? What, what is love? Um, no is the short answer to that. But he was very excited because he found out <laughs> that um, Ronnie James Dio who is a vocalist for... I'm trying to find out. Who is it? Oh, 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 he's in Black Sabbath. I didn't know that. I've heard of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he had his own... Uh, I've got another Famicom one. game. Like, wow. Back in the day. That's that's all he says. Uh, he's, is it well known or good? I don't know. Maybe. That's your ear, Alex. Uh, I'm, yeah, but I've no idea. The fact that I had to Google Ronnie James Dio, I have uh, no idea who that was. A lot of heavy metal in my household. My girlfriend's really into heavy metal. Right. Wasn't Ozzy Osbourne in Black Sabbath? He was. He was, Luke. I, but he hasn't got a game. No. Well, maybe, well, yeah, well, he, I don't know. Probably, I bet you has about one bite in the head off bats. Oh, he did that quad biking game, didn't he? No, he didn't do that. <laughs> I was going to say something else, and I'm definitely... I think he was actually in Brutal Legend, it was like... Oh, oh, yes, yeah, no, okay. That, that would make sense, yes. And obviously we have Guitar Hero and Rock Band, which I'm throwing out there as a thing. Don't they sometimes have characters that you can play as? 
They have characters. I don't <laughs> no, know but sometimes you'll enjoy the new um, Guitar Hero. It's much more like pop based as well. If you want it to be, it can be anything you want. Okay. So yeah. Because yeah. guitars are in all kinds of songs. They are actually. They can play I'd what, appreciate give, it if people got, remember they've got, that. They've got all the notes. Yeah, they have Good. all the all the songs. So, I, I, mine is from Luke from Sid Cup. Not oh, me. Can I, actually, can I just say one thing? The other thing about. Rob's email is I think he's actually written it in Comic Sans oh it's the sign of class right so thank you Rob Rob Rob. we can't go into it but Rob okay so Luke from Sidcup has said hi guys you often mention that Dan is a bit of a Jerry Jeremy is a bit of a Jerry bit of a Jeremy Renner lookalike calm down mate however I think he looks a lot more like Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam (laughs) Have you ever had that before? Um, never had Eddie Vedder before. Okay. Well, who's Eddie Vedder? I looked him up. I don't, I don't think I look that much like him. But apparently in your appearance and your mannerisms. Um, Can you give us a little... Is he from Blackburn? Burst. Tapping. Um, <laughs> that's Eddie Vedder. Halen. Oh, there you go. Jump. I think it's from Seattle. Oh, okay. See, um, knowledge. Um, so, yeah. Are you also... Uh, in fact, there's a, a thing on the IGN UK podcast um, Facebook page right now talking about our likenesses. Oh, God. Um, they haven't got to you yet. Thank Christ. <laughs> who, who would you like, Luke? Tom Daly's Kurt V. I get Tom Daly, yeah. but I also get that Chicharito guy from... Chicharito. Oh, Chicharito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get him. Um, I was going to post Tilly. I, I got Jamie myself. Cullen once upon a time. Really? I know. But that was back when he was youthful until those looks. Um, uh, I posted myself as um, Marcus Bridgestock because I yes. got in there first and there as well. Yeah. Own the conversation. Own yeah. the conversation. Pre-empt. I was also going to post Tilly as uh, Legislative Larry, but unfortunately my uh, signal went on my phone so, <sighs> and then I kind of forgot. Uh, Such an opportunity um, missed. Yeah. And he also says, um, the main reason that he's writing is to say how great an addition he thinks Gav is to the team. Hear, hear. I tend to disagree with most of the things he says. He constantly makes me laugh and seems to fit in perfectly with the whole vibe of the content you produce. Whoever's in charge of recruitment deserves a raise. Good luck with that. That's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good luck. Yeah, um, what about Poobeard that I was mentioned earlier? Poobeard? Sorry? Whoa, there's no way to talk about your colleagues, Luke. No, I was saying earlier. So earlier we were talking about Is Gav's that what you call beard. him behind his back? No. Oh <laughs> earlier God. we were talking about Gav and the fact that he has a beard. And I said there was a study in the paper this week that said... Beards have been discovered to contain more fecal matter than most toilets. Yeah, but in Gabs you can see it. <laughs> well, that's Some massive nuggets. That... Oh. <laughs> Why did you do that? Why have you gone that far? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just because people don't wash their hands after doing what they Doesn't do? matter, it's still there, isn't it? It's still there, just dangling right <laughs> below <laughs> your right below the airwaves. <laughs> no, but like why would it be on your face? Well, you know they say that if you, don't, if you don't shit face, if you don't close the lid of a toilet and you flush it, unless you're three meters away, you're going to get fecal matter on you. They say uh, I've never heard. You know, the other that. thing though, so like if you keep a toilet brush near a your tooth, toilet, a toothbrush. A to- a to- yeah, sorry, a toothbrush near your toilet, and you put the toothbrush in the poo. There's poo on the toothbrush. Uh-huh. No, um, they all, it's 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 a fact. Anyway, you read too many things on the internet. It's my job. Anyway, he's, he's read too I'm, many. I'm things. very pleased to have Poobid on the podcast. Okay, next, Dan <laughs> Dan, Dan Ianson, He says, "Dr. John, 
Dear IGN, a lot of people hate the prequels of the Star Wars films. However, I grew up watching those films and enjoyed them, particularly the fight scenes, especially the one between Obi-Wan and Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. I feel they were much better. I was wondering what do you think of the new films should keep these high-octane choreography fights or go back to the boring, slow choreographed ones of the originals. Also, Revenge of the Sith is my favourite Star Wars film. Yours has seen the Daniel... Lanson. Now I'm going to defend him because I don't di- I don't dislike the prequels. I think the I think the the, the main of the Sith is the best of the prequels. Yes, I I completely agree that those fights are quite exhilarating. But and that, when but that it's the Jedi at the height of the but yeah, what, what was, it was never really a thing in the original because that's what I find a bit jarring when you then watch like you know Obi Wan in that fight in Revenge of the Sith. And against Anakin, and then you go to episode they're four, all where they're literally men. and you're they're just like, yeah, Zzz. yeah, Zzz. they're it's all like, men. Come on, get a grip. They're all <laughs> like, men. Also, they're they're actually like poles that are rotating with reflective material. Yeah, fair shout. Uh, um, what about the Yoda fight at the end of Attack of the Clones? Because like I remember being in cinema. Yeah. Actually, I remember, I remember to... people going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was. And weird. I was like, what? <laughs> That's ridiculous. No, I was quite young. I I, I, I remember loving it. it, and then right. I really don't like the wall against the emperor. That just goes on yeah. for absolutely yeah, ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, what I don't like as well. I remember seeing watching one of the behind the scenes uh, ones of that one in Revenge of the Sith when the emperor is fighting Mace Windu. I think it is, and um, Ian McDiarmid wanted to do a lot of his own stunts and stuff, and it kind of got. It, it, you can see that there's quite a lot of tension on the set because he's doing it you can see the stunt double cuts aren't very clear and it's just it's quite a messy fight um, and so I think there's a time and a place like as you say it kind of works when they're both old in episode 4 and I kind of think that actually if yeah. if he'd just been a lot more still and not really gone in we'll for the lights su- I think we'll have super fast lightsaber fights I was yeah. just thinking yeah because the I raid do. guys have yeah they're, they're like, you can't so, go yeah. back yeah. it's yeah. like that thing you just can't go, they'll go won't go back to it. Yeah, the yeah, rave, yeah. and also I'd be interested to see. Um, you, you don't know how it'll change with the cross hilt, because that like fundamentally that changes the nature of how a sword will move, and so but you just couldn't have had Darth Vader in all of his gear, like bouncing around. Like, <laughs> Like really, already, like, out, already out of breath. It's like, oh, give me, it's a great sound. It's a great featurette on the building of the lightsaber on StarWars.com YouTube, YouTube channel. Mm. I can't pronounce stuff now. And <laughs> no, it shows um, behind the scenes footage of Luke fighting Vader in Return of the Jedi. Mm. And it shows them fighting with just sticks. Because later on, they worked out rotoscoping technology to put it in. Right. But they still needed a stick to make contact and give it a sense of weight yeah, yeah, so they yeah. weren't hitting walls and stuff. And there's a bit where Hamill, like, just, like, cause, you know, he's taking, on, taking him on his father and he's yeah. just absolutely goes crazy, like, right. knocking him to the ground to the point that his lightsaber breaks. Right. And it's really, like, well, that, intense, that I scene. The, the, well, the, well that it's scene. an intense scene anyway, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just watching it, like, with a regular camera and not lit, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it probably goes for him. Ah. It's a really interesting clip. Yeah. Cool. Um, long time listener first time writer in Kyle Barrett says wondering your thoughts on Tomorrowland after seeing the trailers I'm pretty excited about it and it looks like a classic Disney adventure however very few people are talking about it including IGN and it seems to be getting lost in the huge amount of blockbusters coming out this summer are you excited about it and do you think it'll do well at the box office now 
I didn't really know anything about this film until mm. about two weeks ago. And it kind of fit, me, fits into what we're talking about theme parks. It's based on a section of yeah. Magical Kingdom. For me, it was when we um, we went to a screener of Age of Ultron and they showed the trailer before that. And that was the first time that I had really heard anything about yeah. it. I'd like, I'd maybe well, heard the name in passing. but Considering it's a Clooney movie. Mm. But I don't know. Part of me wonders, I mean, this may just be me. Is he right for that role? Just from what I saw in the trailer, he just seemed very... George Clooney's always meant to be the kind of warmer kind of quite comforting guy but he seems yeah. very I don't know a lot more well, I, I, moany so I, moany, I found grumpy. when I watched the trailer I kind of felt a little bit at odds with it I didn't really kind of see where it was pitched mm. because it felt like it was supposed to be a family adventure but at the same time you know, there's quite a lot of like you know, nasty things happening Yeah. so it was definitely not the kind of film that I would go and see with my kids but they're too young so maybe teenagers but they probably get want to go and know. see. Um, I, I, I was kind of getting shades of like something like a uh, like a Jumanji type of movie. So it's mm, a family yeah. adventure movie. But also, there's got pedigree. Like the director directed The Incredibles and uh, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Brad Bird. He's yeah. like a long time Disney Pixar totally. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like you know he's like, got on, some on good paper, people behind the scenes. Be amazing. Yeah. But there's n- I, I absolutely agree with Carl. Mm. There's literally no buzz about it. No. Me and like Chris talk about it because we talk about it for work. Yeah. But. Don't really think about it much. And it's out in what, a couple of weeks. Yeah, like, I, really not very long. Looking at that trailer, I just remember thinking because it mainly focuses in that in that room when all the things are coming down, like the shutters and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I want to see more Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland looks awesome. Show me more Tomorrowland. But it seemed to focus a little bit heavily in the real world. And I part of me was like, mm. but you'd want to keep that stuff back. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I kind it's of that tradition. That to be teased yeah. a bit it's more. that tradition, I think, of like kid movies family movies about like hidden reality like a mm. labyrinth or yeah, never yeah, ends where yeah. kids slip blah, into blah, another blah. reality Harry Potter to an extent yeah. mm. but most of it takes place elsewhere yeah. and I think you know that is like a family good family genre but I do think they're um, going to struggle with awareness yeah, yeah I just don't I know saw, yeah. how many people know about it so Ben Harris has written in and says good day and a hearty duck hunt gentlemen multiple endings I'm sure you've probably discussed it before but I can't remember what was said mm. he's recently finished Bloodborne and after many hours of play he reached the decision part and unwittingly taken the completion option avoiding spoilers mm. so he knows he can play through again and see the other endings but he felt a bit cheated as if he'd been given an inferior ending what are our thoughts so, well, so, so kind of what's the thought I'm going to tiptoe around this because mm. I realised that people might not have played it so I know what he's talking about and I think he thinks it's a and I think you, there's a point to be made that it's an inferior ending so this is a minor spoiler so if you don't want to know do either of you care? I don't I'm okay so, so you get to the end and um, if you make one decision you miss out on two subsequent boss battles so there's really? two optional bosses wow um, that's quite a big thing yeah, to miss out but on. what I would say like I know all the endings I picked a different one and it, it makes sense there's a it, there's a storyline that they want to tell and yeah. you making that decision isn't just like game over it's it that serves a particular uh, way of closing the narrative yeah, yeah, yeah. so do the so does the other ending right so mm. yes I think you are cheated in the sense that you don't get that other boss battle yeah. and that is annoying if you particularly like Bloodborne for the boss battles but it makes sense story wise yeah. and also it's that thing where your character is given a choice with a consequence you are that character you make that choice yeah. and you feel the consequence yeah. so it's almost like you you know that's you at its most role playing yeah. so well, the, the example it, I was going to bring up is Far Cry 4 yeah. mm. um, which uh, in the opening scene where you first meet um, uh, actually Peyton three Min, optional boss battles um, when you first meet Peyton yeah. Min it <clears> says 
take a seat there, I'll be back in a minute. And you can literally sit there for 10 minutes, he comes back, and then that's the end of the game. Mm. Um, so you could skip the entire game <laughs> if you wanted to. Um, but So I like that the fact they included that. But similarly, I got to the end, and I think there's either two or three different endings, and I chose... No, there's two endings, sorry. Uh, and I felt shortchanged by my ending. And again, I don't want to go into any details about it, but it's you're playing the game, and I made my decision, and bang, it finished. But it was my decision, mm. and I can see why they did it. I guess what he's maybe talking about as well is the fact that you might not know the other end. Like you might not. Yeah, you might. The thing is with Bloodborne, you need to do certain things to get some of the other stuff. Yeah, and then <clears throat> True Nature is quite cryptic. Well, because uh, that's kind of my thing. Like I, I don't mind like Mass Effect ending type mm. thing where you know there's lots of different endings and it filters in from your choices. That's fine. But um, Final Fantasy Ten Two. There's this, basically, the whole premise of the game is one of the characters from the first game um, who your character was in love with has disappeared and you're trying to find them again. And if you do, you have to get this, what's called the perfect ending. And that literally means in conversations where there are like five options, you have to pick the right one. At every stage throughout the game, um, throughout, you know, over 40 hours to get the perfect ending. Mm. And if you do, at the very, very end, the two are reunited. And it's, mm. and it's a great ending. And that is the perfect ending. That's the one that everyone chooses. You know, that's the mm. canon one. But then, uh, you know, if you only get 80% of the right answers, 80 to 99, you get something else. Then, you know, 60 to 79, something yeah. else. And you'll never, and, you know, as you say, because so few people get it, you'll never really know. And you yeah. just think, ah, oh, especially because the game was created, because people were so gutted about that person disappearing at the end of the first game. They were just annoying, like, yeah. It, it's just so, really hard to get the happy ending. Yeah, like well, to get it, the ha- I, I'm always looking for the perfect ending. I rarely get it. No, it's hard to get the happy ending. You are. Uh, Rick Crossley has written up in Hey Rick. Uh, Rick is part of um, the Duck Hunt community, Duck Hunt, Duck Hunt. Uh, UK podcast and uh, Facebook group. And I think he's he's organised um, a night, um, a London meetup because we haven't. Um, cheers, Rick. <laughs> 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 so we're reading this out well, in case. Being so it's for. So what date is this? Is it I believe it's uh, a week on Friday. Yeah. Check. It's not a date on the scene rail. I think it's the 12th, because I'm going to go. But yeah. Well, we might make it. So we'll just check while I read out the other details. Yeah, I'll check. it's the 12th, that's not Friday. Oh, I no. It's a week on Friday. Okay. But so that would be... Bear with. You've 15. probably already checked your own calendar by 15. now. It's the 15th. I'm pretty sure it it's the 15th. It is the 15th. It's the that. 15th. So in case anyone missed it, it's from 6pm at Loading Bar, which is in Dalston, London, with there'll be a Mario Kart tournament by, followed by a quiz and loads of other stuff. There'll be games to play and there's going to be stuff given away and there might also be a cake. It's from 15th Whoa. from 15th from 6pm. Right. So uh, you're going to be there, Creeper. Yeah, and all... Of, I can't make it, unfortunately. Some of us will be there, and if you want to know more, go to tinyurl.com forward slash Duck Hunters London. Cheers, Rick. There you go. Sick. And that finishes off this week's podcast in style. Thank it you. Does. Thank you all, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, what a happy ending. What a uh, happy ending. A so, perfect ending. And I would say that you got most of your answers wrong. So, you know, happy endings can come to everyone. Yeah, there you go. You Thank see? you very much. Hope and until giving. next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.